0: Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us delivery because we are serving you the word, the word of God. With to be extra sauce. <laughs> serving you the word, the word of God with extra sauce and a little dash of ratchetness.
1: On hashtag scripture, we are discussing everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. A God who wants you to share this podcast. With all your friends, all, around. all your family, all around. he wants you to follow the hashtag. I mean, this is just, I'm assuming he wants you to do that because he wants us to do this. So why would he want us to do this unless he wanted you to do that? Do you know what I mean? Extrapolation. So what we're going to do right now, and by we, I mean you, is you're going to go and follow us on at HTScripture on Twitter, hashtag scripture on Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook. That's what we, that's what you're going to do whilst we wait here for you to do that. Cool. (laughs) Let's get into it.
0: So the word on the street is the word on the street is, in fact, there's too much word on the street, which is why we have to have this topic today. The word on the street is you have the right to remain silent if you are going to misquote God. If you're going to misquote God, you have the right to remain silent. If you know you cannot remember the correct phrase, keep stumm. okay? You have the right to remain silent. Anything you do say will be misquoted and used against you anyway, okay? So it's best to just say it right. Best to just say it right. Today's topic is scriptures... Popular scriptures and scriptures taken out of context. Things you think God has said when he really hasn't said it. Okay? You misquoting our personal Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Scriptures taken out of context. And because we love the scripture, hashtag scripture, we take this very personally. Very personally. Cite it. References are so important. Plagiarism is prevalent. No. I don't know what she's talking about. I've think. gone off on a tangent. What's she
1: talking about?
0: We'll cut this bit out. We take it very seriously because this is hashtag scripture. You have the right to remain silent if you're going to misquote God. So, what we're going to be covering today, <laughs> what we're going to be covering today is scriptures taken out of context. Briefly, why is it dangerous to take scriptures out of context? Two, briefly how can we do our best to ensure that we are not taking scriptures out of context so one why is it dangerous and two what can we do to ensure that we are not taking scriptures out of context and three the most the best part of this mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit a little comical but very serious the most infamous scriptures used out of context so most infamous scriptures used out of context and the things that you're saying god has said when he really hasn't said it okay, okay. so question number one for me why is it dangerous to take scriptures out of context
1: so if we misunderstand what god has said then that obviously will then affect our relationship with god because if we're thinking god said that we should dress all in blue and we thought he meant dress all in red then obviously, God's not going to be happy mm-hmm. that we're just all in red instead of blue, or mm-hmm. whichever one I said, I can't remember now because short attention span and everything like that. So, it's really important to understand what God is saying because not only does it damage your relationship with God, but then you then go and disseminate that information to mm-hmm. other people and then it damages their relationship with God. And mm-hmm. we can only hope that they would then go and study the scripture for themselves to really understand what God has said. But I feel like I'm um, the kingdom of God has been playing Chinese whispers with the word of God for far too long. Mm. We have to get down to what he really said, in what context he meant it, in what, um, like societal background mm-hmm. he said it in, mm-hmm. what applies to what. You know, it's really important to understand those kind of things because we have to take the word of God as a whole. Mm. The word of God is not just a bunch of sound bites and Christians love sound bites. love us a they good love honey. They love sound bites. Every day sound But sometimes the sound bites are not accurate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's really important to understand where God's coming from so that you can then preach the gospel accurately because some of you preaching the gospel and just completely turning it on its head. Mm. It's not helping anybody. It's not saving anybody, mm. you know. So, I mean, yeah, it can be dangerous. It can be a salvific issue. I
0: absolutely agree. Also, don't misquote God. He doesn't need your help to confuse people. The devil's already doing a really good job of that, you know, Mm. and you don't need to help God. He is fine and able to do things by himself and you are confusing people. Leading people astray causes... Um, them to be led astray and it then becomes false doctrine if yeah. you're preaching something contrary to what god has said or add on or you've interpreted it in a certain way it becomes false doctrine and it becomes a fallacy so you have to really be careful in terms of how you quote god how you quote scriptures because it can be used to preach and dis- and, and distribute false doctrine mm-hmm. also if i tell you the wrong ingredients um, to
1: make cake or jollof rice. You're I not- love a cake analogy, guys. What did I say last time she said a cake analogy? I said I'll be leaving the podcast. She's done it again. Are you gonna leave the podcast? Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I give you the wrong ingredients to make cake, alright? <laughs> and if I give you the wrong ingredients to make jollof rice, you're not going to make cake. Are you're not going to make jollof rice. Likewise. With the kingdom of God. If I give you the wrong information, mm-hmm. if I quote the wrong scriptures, it's not going to lead you to Christ. And ultimately we are trying to lead everyone to Christ and lead everyone to sound doctrine. So given the wrong ingredients, given the wrong scriptures will lead people to a place that is not where they're supposed to be intended to, which is the kingdom of God, which is Christ. So which is, this is why it's dangerous to take scripture out of context.
1: Yeah. And um, so how can we do our best to not take scripture out of context it's really about studying knowing god for yourself don't take somebody's word for it go and study yourself to show yourself approved go and figure out what is it that the scripture really means is this person using it in the right time and even when your your pastor does it i very much respect my pastor but there's some things that he said that i'm like hmm questionable is that is that in line and it's not even it's not like it's a malicious thing Mm. they're not doing it on purpose that's their understanding of it but Mm. sometimes it's out of ignorance Mm. so it would be ignorant of you to take every pastor every word every pastor says at their word Mm. you have to study it for yourself You have to. You have to pray on it for yourself. Don't just assume that you've understood the word without actually approaching God and expecting the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what he really means. Don't take the word of God without the spirit of God because that is fruitless. Yeah. it's also important to make sure that you're not only reading the bible but mm-hmm. studying the bible mm-hmm. that there's two different things yeah. i can read the bible all day long yeah. studying the bible is is it's a harder process it's a longer process yeah. it's not just about what does the word say yeah. but what do the words mean it's about the you know taking the whole for example the whole book rather than just taking one verse yeah take the whole chapter take the whole book understand what it means understand the context of the time understand who was it written to especially with the letters of paul who is it written to why was it written to them what stage of their christian life was it written you know not just, oh, this is this, so it must apply to me. Or mm-hmm. do you understand? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, using resources. We live in this technical technological age where there's so many resources available to us. There's um Blue Letter Bible, YouTube. There's like the Bible Project. And there's like plenty of um, bloggers who, again, yes, you can use them. And you, you can use biblical commentaries and stuff, but make sure that you pray on it to mm-hmm. make sure that it's correct. Um, one of the YouTube channels that I particularly like, except for the Bible Project, which is excellent. And I recommend to everyone is, um, John, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. John Jergerson, mm. Jergorson. I don't know, mm-hmm. but his name is J- J-O-N something. You'll find him if you type, start typing stuff. Um, yeah, he's really good. He kind of breaks things down in a way and then gives you the background as to so that you can see okay he's really studied it so he really knows what he's talking about Mm. and he does it in a fun way as well Mm. so which is always nice um and then also um did i say blue letter bible yeah i'll say it again blue letter bible understanding what the original word said and Mm. where else the original word was used Mm. you can buy concordances study bibles application bibles just don't don't only read it study it
0: yeah, that's, that's yeah I, I agree. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. So study to show yourself approved. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing in the right of truth. And also faith cometh by hearing hearing yeah. by the word of God so it's important it's important to hear the right words of God it's important to hear <laughs> That's so the true. correct <laughs> words so of true. God you know your faith isn't going to be built if it's inaccurate words of God yeah. and your faith won't be built your resilience won't be built your ability to flee from temptation ability, ability to flee from the devil your ability to lead other people towards Christ will not be built if you are hearing inaccurate words of God yeah. and so faith comes by hearing so as you read the word, as you speak the word, as you meditate on the word, as you study the word, and as other people do likewise, that's how faith is built. Yeah. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you're literally nowhere without <laughs> yeah. literally nowhere without without the word of God so yeah. we definitely have to make sure that it's so important to hear the right words because also it can have the negative effect if someone's quoting you a scripture that condemns you as opposed to encourages you then it can lead you away to God it can lead you away from God sorry if they're saying a the scripture or they're saying something that we definitely know that doesn't sound like Christ and instead of encouraging you and lifting you up it condemns you and it shuns you away from the from Thrown, thrown off grace then it's a huge problem yeah. you know and God doesn't push anybody away mm-hmm. he's not in the pushing away business you know he's not in the pushing you business that's all of you lots fake pastors that be pushing you down and pretending that's the Holy Spirit that's Whoa. I'm calling you out I'm Whoa. calling you out Name by
1: name number in. by number. Okay. Like mercy.
0: literally, like mercy. <laughs> you wow. know, God God she doesn't push you, God doesn't push you away. It Bible says that his arms are always there, open wide, to receive you, you know? And so we really need to make sure that we're saying the correct words because God is waiting for you yeah. at the door. Literally. So it's so important. It's yeah. so important. Sound doctrine, faith is built and developed. By hearing the word of God.
1: Amen. Yeah. Section three.
0: Yeah. This is the goody. Okay. The goody goody. The biggie biggie. Biggie biggie. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it's really important to understand
1: that, okay, we have done our own research and our own study, but same applies to these things that we're saying that are out of scripture, um, out of context. You may have a different opinion. Pray on it. Ask God. Maybe we've got it wrong, but we don't think we have, or we wouldn't be saying them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, pray on it. Don't just take our word for it. Mm-hmm. Go and study your Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite podcast, apart from this one, is Rap, Rap Theology by Ebony Janice. Janice, Ebony Janice, mm-hmm. um, and one of her like her favorite saying is like, "You don't know that because you don't read your Bible." <laughs> it, that's not my fault. That's mm-hmm. your fault. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't help you if I say something completely wrong, and you don't know because you don't read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that, really? Yeah, it's your fault. So yeah. Oh no, is it me? No yes, okay. okay. So we're gonna we've got a couple And we disagree on some as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. But we definitely have I'm few. right, obviously, so always.
0: always. She's always the right man. Right. I'm always one that is not correct. Right. Um so we've we've got a few. I don't know how many we've got. Let's look at there's twenty, it's you've quite got, a few. We've got twenty popular scriptures that have been taken out of context or things that people have said God has said and he really hasn't. Hmm. Um is well, well, gonna start us off. Um we will obviously interject, but for is gonna start us off on the ones that she has
1: noted down okay Romans 828 sometimes we forget to read the whole scripture and we then relay that information to everybody else without relaying the whole scripture so the actual scripture Romans 828 is and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are mm. called according to his purpose to those who are called, according to his purpose so not just that. Like, oh i love god god knows my heart but you're actually doing the stuff that god
0: and also wants you to even be
1: doing. those who love god because you can't
0: say you yeah. love god and then still be doing certain things and then you're wondering why all things aren't working out well for you oh, your love is fake love this is mickey mouse it. tom and joey love it's not <laughs> real love Call a spade a spade. Do Mickey Mouse and Beca- Tom and Jerry even what?
1: what Mickey even Mouse same? is
0: there. <laughs> Tom and Jerry is. Mickey Mouse pretending. Tom and Jerry pretending. You know what I mean? <laughs> like literally when you say you love God there's evidence yeah. of it. You know what I mean?
1: He says if you love me then follow my commandments. And if you're here doing everything that he tells you not to do Boy. but I love I loves me some Jesus will Boy. you shut your face? Shut it.
0: Your power. Every hole <laughs> that is
1: open in your face block them. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, sorry. Philippians 4, 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, that's great. That is really great and we really can but a lot of people use this and say I can get a car. I can get a house. I can get seven million pounds. I can take because, your job. Through Christ who strengthens me. I can take your husband. I mean, you know, but that's not what the scripture is. If we read from a little bit further, if we start from verse 10, mm-hmm. it says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at least at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did um though you surely did care but you lacked opportunity start now Gets get to the good stuff from <laughs> verse 11 not that i speak in regard to need for i have learned in whatever state sorry i'm shouting at you now <laughs> in whatever state i am to be content yeah i know to how to abase Sorry, how to be abased and And. how to abound. So he knows both, not only one, not only how to abound, which is how you people be quoting the scripture, Mm -hmm. that he only knows how to abound. I know how to abound. You need to know how to abase also, as in how to be brought low, Mm. how to suffer. Hmm? Everywhere in all things, mm -hmm. hmm? Mm -hmm. (laughs) everywhere in all things, I have learned both to be full Mm -hmm. and to be hungry, Mm -hmm. both to abound and to suffer need. Mm -hmm. I can do all things both abound and abase in christ who strengthens me don't leave out oh, the abase it? part yeah. please it's really important that's part of it i know how to suffer i know how oh, to go through trials and tribulations to through
0: christ who strengthens yes. you i know how to suffer through christ who do strengthens you even need me. to listen
1: if we really really break it down he's talking more about the abase than yes. the abound yeah. why because if, if we talking about christ who strengthens me i know how to be weak in christ who makes me strong and not i, I know how lack. to be strong in christ who makes me strong because it doesn't make you sense you don't need christ if yeah. you're always abounding yeah. you're not checking for christ like that yeah. but it's when you're a base when you're hungry that you need food abby it's when you're thirsty that you need drink it's not when you're already saturated you, you're about to drown you don't need more drink you yeah. know so yeah okay Romans 10 13 everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved I feel like this is quoted really frivolously Mm. and it's quite dangerous because it's talking in the in the um in the concept of in the wider context of actually obeying God and actually believing in Jesus um so if we if we read the rest of the scripture if we start from verse 9 it says um that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. It's, I mean, it's just from a couple, you know, a couple verses above. If yeah. you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart yeah. that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's verse nine, yeah. verse ten. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Again, with yeah. the heart you must yeah. believe, and then you confess with your mouth after you have believed. Yeah. For the Scripture says, "Whoever believes on Him." will not be put to shame for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord is over all, rich to all who call upon him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm -hmm. That's uh, um, He's quoting a Mm -hmm. scripture Mm. from the Old Testament saying that and the saved that he's talking about there in the old testament is not obviously it's not the salvation of jesus it's mm. about deliverance mm. right but in the wider context of what he's saying he's saying that once you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth you are saved but the believer with your heart bit needs to come first mm. and it needs to be there it's not in isolation mm. that you can just call upon the name of the lord and be saved no because We know that in the gospel, it says, you know, some of you will call me Lord, Lord, and I will say, depart from me, you evildoers and workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm. So we have to make sure that we're quoting the whole of the passage, Mm. the whole of the scripture and putting it all in context. Or Otherwise, you're leading people astray to think they can just say, oh, um, Lord, save me and Mm. they'll be saved. Mm. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. You have to really believe. Yeah. Okay. So. 1 Corinthians 13, oh my god, child, this scripture annoys me, the whole the whole passage really annoys me how people use it, because they use it so far from the truth, we're going to talk about first verse 1 in itself, it's already taken so far out of context, it's, um, if I speak with a tongue of men or angels, but I have not love, so people think that means that, okay, tongues, you're speaking in people the put tongues, put tongues of angels. People
0: tongues in 1 Corinthians 13, hmm? seriously? People put tongues in First Corinthians, First Corinthians thirteen. But it says tongues. Yeah, but I didn't. I thought that just meant languages. Or so, but people use this to back up speaking in tongues. Yeah, it's a lie.
1: No, but
0: this is I what I'm saying. You, sorry, I can't. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no people, I
1: don't quite, people quote this and say, okay, that means that you know there is a language. There's language of men and a language of angels. Also so when you're talking love. in a language, in no, it's not about that. Please, I beg. So they just quote the first bit. Yeah. Oh. To say that that's a backing up to say that there is a, lang- a language, a heavenly language. They don't finish it because it's, but I have not love. So let me read the whole thing. I'm annoyed. Though, though I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sound, I've become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can removed mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I'm, I'm emphasising all for a very good reason here, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it proffers me nothing. So here, they'll say that the language of angels is the tongues, like, you know, so that's what they'll say, like, okay, because it says a language of um, angels, that means that when you're speaking tongues, you're speaking the language of angels, mm-hmm. which is just really inaccurate because here, Paul is using hyperbole. Hyperbole is when you exaggerate drastically mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. a point. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, let's even skip out the tongues bit because it's confusing because every time someone says tongues, people think it's talking about, you know, talking in heavenly i don't know um it's in unintelligible language. tongues but that's not <laughs> what it means so if we go to um verse two and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and have all faith but does the gift of prophecy give you all knowledge mm. no it doesn't does the gift of prophecy reveal all mysteries to you mm. no it does not if um and then he says and though i um bestow all my goods to feed the poor do you have to bestow all your goods to feed the poor? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Um, and then it says, though I give my body to be burned, mm. did Paul give his body to be burned? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. So it's very, 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 very clear to me anyway that he's not talking about tongues. He's not talking about speaking in other tongues. He's talking about, he's just being basically sarcastic because that's how Paul be. He stay he being paid. He stay being, he really being sarcastic. Yeah. He stay using hyperbole because he's like, this is stupid. And he's just exaggerating mm. to bring the point across that if you do all of these great, amazing things mm. and you have not love, you're stupid. That's what he's saying. He's not even, it's so far removed from the point. Mm. It's not talking about tongues at all. It's not even talking about prophecy at all. It's mm. just saying, if you do all these great things for the kingdom of God, but you don't have love, you're trash. That's what it's saying. So going to the rest of um 1 Corinthians 13, which I'm sure you've all heard, so I'm not mm. going to read it. But that scripture is not talking about Marital love. It's talking about agape normal love of your neighbor love of your enemy love of your uber driver love of the chef that makes you lunch at work love of everybody on the street homeless man your mom everybody you know but then everybody wants to quote this in their wedding and i swear to god if i hear this scripture read in one more wedding i'm finished i'm leaving the wedding i'm leaving because it means that you're having a christian wedding but you don't understand christianity mm -hmm. this is the love that should be shed with all men this is not the love that should you should only share with your husband and wife that should be even better not so not that you should be loving your husband and wife like this and everybody else you don't even love like this no you love everybody like this this is how god loves us god keeps no records of wrong god doesn't boast god is not proud god doesn't um god loves you and you should love people how god loves you that's what it's trying to say it's not trying to say that you should love your husband and wife like this no don't be silly Um, and don't be silly enough to think that this is referring to angelic tongues because it's just really not angels are ministering spirits right angels don't have vocal cords or tongues Mm. yeah they're spirits they can come in the form of a human when they come in the form of the human they speak the human's language they don't go and speak angelic tongues so I think it's I think it's a bit it's a bit too spiritual to assume that this is talking about tongues at the gift of the spirit Mm. it's rather talking about love and how if you don't have, if you have all these great gifts and you don't have love, yeah. you are trash. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, That's it doesn't true. say that. But. That
0: means it might just lead on to the next one as well.
1: Um, okay. So, and then again, talking about, you know, the angelic tongues and tongues, and blah, 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 blah. Um, Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray, um, what we should pray for as we are. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Groanings which cannot be uttered. Mm. What does uttered mean? Utters means to release mm. words from your mouth, basically. Mm. Mm. So it can't be talking about tongues mm. because tongues are uttered. Tongues are words. Yeah. Tongues are things that you say. There yeah. are they are literally utterances. That is what tongues are. So if you are speaking, then you are uttering, and therefore this this scripture cannot be referring to that. Mm. It's speaking about the groanings are actually speaking about your personal groan because earlier on in the scripture it says, um, "You because we pray not what we ought." That's the first thing it said. Because we um, we know what we ought, we we know not what we ought to pray. Mm. So that's our groaning that we don't know what we ought to pray. So He prays for us those groanings to God, not that. Okay, you'll be speaking in another language. No, that it's not about that at all. Yeah. Um, okay, Romans seven verse. 14 to... Oh, that's a long one. I probably won't read the whole thing. But 14 to 25, you can read the whole thing in your own time. But basically, it's talking about um, the things I know not to do, I do. And the things that I... The, the things that I don't want to do, I do. And the things that I don't want to do, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't do. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm going to say it again. The things that I don't want to do, I do. And the things that I do want to do, I don't so, do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when Paul was talking about this, he's talking about how he used to be Mm. apart from christ he's talking about his experience when he was under the law as a jew how he was fighting that the two laws was wrestling in his flesh that he wanted to obey the law of god but the law of the flesh was also wrestling in his flesh because Mm. he was not saved but then at the end of the scripture in verse 25 it then comes to say thanks be to god who delivered me through jesus christ he's talking about after being delivered, so then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law, yeah. but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So when I was in my sinful nature, I was a slave to the law of sin, but now I am a slave to God's law because I have to follow God's law because I'm now saved and he has set me free and it's really it's really obvious actually when you go to the people use this scripture as an excuse to sin oh we're all sinners the things things i know what i want to do do i do Like, like no it's not saying this at all what it is saying is that after god saves you you no longer need to behave in that way exactly and it's really obvious um if you get if you go into the scripture a bit more it says um in verse 17 it says it is no longer me i myself who do it but it is the sin living in me Do we have sin living in us? No, as you have Jesus living in you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Shut case Open yeah. and shut case And it's We true. are not We don't have sin dwelling in us anymore yeah, We no, are free true. from sin
0: And if God is saying If that's the word of God Then why would he also say That we are then to exercise self, self, self-control self We mm-hmm. are then um, To conduct ourselves In a certain way That we are able to Have control over what we do He can't say that And in the same breath In the same breath Say Yeah but you're going to do What you want to do anyway Yeah Or you know You're going to do things That you don't want to do And you're not going to do things That you do want to do Because that that's not a good exercise Of free will And that's not what God would say That we, we are to do he's actually going to say that's what you used to do and now you're supposed to conduct yourself in this manner
1: shape and form exactly yeah and just to really emphasize i just want to read again from verse 24 what a wretched man i am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death thanks be to god that who delivers me through jesus christ so the, the answer to the question what a wretched man i am who will rescue me from this body subject to death Jesus. Yeah. Jesus will. Jesus yeah. did. And now yeah. I don't have to suffer this anymore. Yeah. That is what it's talking about. Moving on. Uh Matthew eleven, verse twelve. Mm-hmm. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Pastor stay misquoting this and it really upsets me because this is one of my favorite scriptures this is such a beautiful scripture and nobody understands it people think this is talking about the devil trying to take over heaven or something like that no this is not talking about when lucifer came out of heaven and all the angels got thrown out this is not talking about that this is to what, we are the violent when it says the violent take it by force, those violent, that's me and you. We are the violent and we are sieging, we are allowed to siege heaven. When it says suffers violence, it doesn't mean suffer as in, oh, I'm poorly now because it means uh, that word suffer means allow. Just like when Jesus says suffer the little children to come to me. Mm. it suffer means allow in old English, right? So it says the the kingdom of heaven allows violence, and the violent take it by force. The violence are us. We're supposed to siege and grasp the kingdom of heaven with zealous eagerness and passion. And
0: it's almost disrespectful to think that God is going to allow His kingdom to you know, to, to be to be under attack, like violent constantly like that he? in such a violent manner. Don't respect god please put some respect on his name (laughs) put some respect on his name the kingdom of heaven is not going to suffer violence Mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven allows violence because um and allows a certain type of violence because we are to take the kingdom by force Mm -hmm. we are to institute we are to mandate we are to do all of those things and we have to do it in a certain manner so like we said before that that you know God uses certain things to bring about his will. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of that, that the kingdom suffers violence and the violence take it by force. We are his workmanship. We are his soldiers. We are kingdom ambassadors. You know, we are ministers of his and we are to take the kingdom by force, yeah. by force and not forces in like, you know, Throw bombs and grenades and, <laughs> yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. No, by forces in with with vigor, yeah. with passion, yeah. with, with intensity, mm-hmm. with, you know, be meticulous about yeah. it. Be meticulous about taking and besieging and pushing forward the, the kingdom and pushing back the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bible says, see, I was about to say, it. there's a song that says, you know, the kingdom, not, what's the song? The song says, um, um, the gates of hell shall not prevail. What's that song? What's the song? The um. Okay. Anyway, so there's a song,
1: but the Bible it. does says the gates of hell should not prevail. Yeah, but
0: there's this, this song I was, I was quoting instead yeah. of this, sort of the the verse. But anywho, mm-hmm. you know, we are supposed to push back the kingdom of darkness. We're supposed to push back the the gates of hell, and we are to do that with intensity, with 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 tenacity. We <laughs> be bold and yeah, be, you know yeah. be tenacious about yeah. it, and that's what it means with force, not bombs grenades and you know the way that the crusaders did it mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. don't it's not an excuse to be violent it's not an mm-hmm. excuse to be a terrorist it's not an excuse you to know? slap people who are who are not <sighs> doing who are not going according to your will you don't go around slapping witches and wizards you know what i mean don't do that and that's stupid yeah. you take it by force and the how forceful are your prayer is yeah. your prayer life how forceful how ferocious how strong is your worship life you mm-hmm. know what i mean that's how we take the kingdom by force mm-hmm. not with bombs grenades and missiles Yeah. Certain countries and certain countries in the world trying to just, you know, push um, your ideology on everyone else in a certain way. Oh, yeah, we're coming in the name of the Lord. Stop it. You're
1: not, you know, because that's not how we win the kingdom. We don't win the kingdom with war. Yeah. And it's almost in in comparison to like the verse in um, Revelation where it says, he will spit the lukewarm out of his mouth. Yeah. You have to be hot. Yeah. You have to be hot for God. Yeah. You have to really have that zeal for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, So, moving on. Do you want to do this one? 1
0: Timothy 6.10 uh, says, for the love of money is the root of all evil um, for which... Some have strayed from faith and their greediness and pierced themselves through with the many sorrows. Sorry, I don't know if you read that or not, um, because sometimes people's eyes be skipping words. For it's not the it's not money that's the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. It's the love of money Mm -hmm. that is the root of all evil. Please make sure you put the love of money. If you love money more than you love Jesus, you're on the road to evil. Yeah. Okay, so it's the love of money. It's where you placing love. You're placing money above God. It becomes an idol. Yeah. Okay. That's the root of all evil because idolism is the root of all evil. You know, not money. How can money be the root of all evil? Does it even make sense? How does it even make sense? Because you need money to do things. You know what I mean? So it's the love. If I can't of,
1: have money for bread.
0: Then... It's the, exactly. It's the love of. It's the love of money. Yeah. How? much do you, are you chasing money every day you wake up in the morning it's like okay let me secure the bag instead of it being let me secure some some time with God someone you know said that me? to me the other
1: day and I was lost I know that I'm supposed to be holding the whole the bag. I'm sophisticated with, it, but I didn't know am up, up with my technology I'm all. really trying I in my really in I'm not going to say old age because that is
0: also a logical fantasy um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, you know it's not about securing the bag every minute of every day it's about mm. securing Jesus every minute of every day no hunger and thirst for righteousness are not a hunger and thirst for your first millie, can we just be honest about it? Okay, a millie, a millie, a millie, a millie. Milli. Sorry,
1: I'm a millionaire. I'm <laughs> you a know,
0: so it's the love of money. money. Please get it right. And- please 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 go right and people who say oh my gosh yeah no um i don't love money more than god but you can tell by the actions that they do stop Mm, lying because we see you okay we see you posting your material possessions and boasting of your financial acumen more than we see you boasting about god so therefore we know that it's not god you love more than money it's money you love more than god so please don't get it
1: twisted this next one makes me really mad so oh I'm my gosh, really try. I'm yes, really try to we were quite so in it. We were talking it In
0: the slavery discussion, the slavery, t-
1: the slavery in the black Jesus yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, go for it. it so basically. It's about the forty four thousand. Some denominations have taken it. One hundred and forty four thousand. Sorry, some denominations of Christi- quote unquote Christianity people have who decided don't read. people them who them cannot people read. read, people who don't read, you don't because read it's everything. Really, really obvious from the scripture. Have decided that only one hundred and forty four thousand people will make it into heaven. How can now for me in your own lineage, Seth, even not just more to than one hundred forty four thousand people. Just do common maths. Two plus two. It's two plus two is four. Minus 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 one, one. That's three, three quick, quick maths. maths. Seriously, just to do quick maths, if only 144,000 people are making it, then that means that your whole denomination, only probably 2% will make it. And even that, no, because look how many years have gone by. There's currently 7 billion people on this earth. If only 144,000 people are making it to heaven, we should all finish. We should just, I should just live in sin, Abby. Why do you, why do you, why would you evangelize. But how does that
0: even you know. make logical sense? But I want to I want to get to the crux of the matter as to how it makes
1: logical sense. I don't know. Because it doesn't. And let me tell you why. Because <laughs> let me read the scripture. Revelation chapter 7. <laughs> uh, Revelation chapter 7 uh verse 14. Uh, no, let's verse 1 onwards. Then I saw an angel coming from the east having the seal of the living God. No, this is from verse 2, sorry. Um he called out in a loud voice to four angels who have been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land and the sea and the trees until I put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Verse four, then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all tribes of Israel. we said that last three words again. So I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Israel. Please, the tribes last three words again. of Israel. And one more time for the tribes people around
0: Tribes
1: of Israel. And for
0: those who are just turning up their volume on their phone or on their car, tribes
1: of Israel. If right?
0: If I hear anyone,
1: if I hear Pim, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, because that could even mean. If, if you were to stop there, that could even mean that the only people who will get to heaven are the people from the tribes of Israel. That's also true. So, if Mm -hmm. we finish reading, then let's skip out the bit where it says the tribes of, or we know what the tribes of Israel are. Um, if you don't, it's, it's really easy to find. Um, then, verse nine after this i looked and there looked My looked favorite. this is what you should be looking but instead of you looking you're there closing your eyes instead of reading the rest of the scripture after this i looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count innumerable no number today the, there's no we can number that kind of,
0: la- we need to say it in a different language i don't have maybe any number french number spanish something else how do you in, say
1: "innumerable"?
0: Innumerable. <laughs> no,
1: <just so. laughs> <That's tongues>. Number <laughs> past number. I want to say "infinite." Number, yeah? number, number, number past number. Infinite, as in nobody could count. He would have sat there counting. He wouldn't have made it. For he died. Sake, yeah, you you can't count it. From every, every nation, nation, tribe, tribe people, people, and, and language, language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb they were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches. To me, this doesn't sound like people who are in hell. This sounds like people who are in heaven. But I can even go further. And just to show you that these people were not in heaven, if we skip to verse, we're not in hell, they were in heaven. Let's skip to verse 13, where it says, then one of the elders asked me, these in the white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? And I answered, sir, you know. And he said, "Um, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation and have, have washed their robes and have been made and have made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him. Day and night, night in, his in his temple. Twimple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will, will they, they hunger. hunger. Never again will, will they, they thirst. thirst. The sun will not beat them down on, will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them f- um, to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from them. Does that sound like people who's in hell? No. It sounds like people who's in heaven, I Yeah. So, the innumerable uncountable number of the people of great of many nations the great multitude they're they're there Mm. and it's in the same this is what i hate when it's Mm -hmm. in the same chapter Mm. all you need to do is read even two or three verses down but you couldn't even be bothered you want to go to sleep after Mm. you read that one Mm. don't do that read the whole chapter no
0: it's
1: true matthew 7 verse 1 judge not that you may not be judged for with what judgment you judge you will be judged and with what measure you use it will be measured back to you if we skip then down to verse 5 hypocrite first remove the plank from your own eye and then see clearly to remove the plank from your brother's eye this is not saying don't tell people not to sin tell
0: yourself it's saying first.
1: tell yourself to not sin <laughs> don't sin and then help others to not sin yeah that's what it's saying it's not saying don't ever tell anyone about sin. That's not judgment. Judgment is when you're saying this person is less than me because they're sinning, because they're committing worse, a different kind worse of sin. than f- Satan. You know, listen, <laughs> that they're worse than the serpent in the garden because they're doing a different kind of sin to you. And this is kind of what we touched on in um, the homosexuality episode, where it's like, just because somebody is committing homosexuality and you're committing gossip, you're the same. Mm. You're the same. Mm. God is not pleased with either of you. Mm. So don't not tell people that they are sinning yeah. you're allowed to tell people that they're sinning yeah. but also remove the sin from your own life before you start talking about everybody else's sin yes cool ephesians six eighteen. oh another one that really irritates me to be honest it's mostly the tongues ones that really irritate me
0: do you think that do you think there's a reason for that
1: yes i do but we'll speak about it in another podcast <laughs> um praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit this is not in tongues it's in the spirit. And people always quote this to say, Oh, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. And they mean pray in tongues. Mm. But it's so far from the truth. And the reason why is because if you had to always pray in the spirit, and so you always have to pray in tongues, then most of us are not praying properly. Because mm. I know for a fact I don't well, I pray with words like with English, because English is my Yeah, was that's my first language. Praying and understanding and praying in the spirit are not two different things. Mm-hmm. You pray with you you might pray in the spirit, saying words that you understand but then you've forgotten what you prayed about because you were so in the spirit fine Mm -hmm. but it's not okay you're praying in other tongues and Mm -hmm. that's why you're praying in the spirit Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. praying in the spirit is praying with the assistance of the holy spirit with the leading of the holy spirit to pray supplications not praying soulish prayers lord i want a house lord i want a car without any um without adding any value to the kingdom Mm -hmm. it's about lord save your people lord direct my steps Mm -hmm. lord um liberate the oppressed, you yeah. know? Not, yeah, yeah. Lord, um, do do whatever I want because mm-hmm. you're a genie. That's mm-hmm. not what it means. Mm. Uh Yeah. Okay, Romans 12, <laughs> verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in the um this me. in the kingdom... no you use this like this so they this <laughs> don't, don't uh, recover from me because you use this like this in um, in the King's James version it doesn't say and 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 it just says good comma acceptable comma perfect will of God God is not double-minded he only has one will he's not he doesn't have a good will and then a perfect will and then an acceptable will God's will is good perfect and acceptable mm-hmm. so i don't like it when people say okay we well, using the this one it's not god's perfect will but it's his acceptable will like you do sometimes you do i you say do, if you do, you do, i don't do. want to
0: be in god's perfect but <laughs> well, i want to be in his permissible
1: yeah but the permissible is acceptable
0: no so wait so give me an example of when i would use it in this way
1: i'm not sending for you but it's something that they use commonly in my church that i don't agree with
0: okay
1: um like Yeah, God doesn't have separate separate categories of will. Mm -hmm. God has one will and it is his good, acceptable and perfect will. He doesn't have a, it's good, but it's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Or it's perfect, but it's not good. Mm -hmm. Or it's acceptable, but it's not perfect. No, Mm -hmm. it's all, all his will is all of that. Um, Yeah, this is you.
0: Okay, so things that people have said, God has said, but he really hasn't. Okay, God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform Ugh, I could literally just like mm-hmm. vomit right now. God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. This, I repeat, this is not in the Bible. Not in my Bible. It's not in the Bible. Yes, God does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it and how he wants to do it, but it's not mysterious. Okay. Um, and the closest version of this verse I can find in the Bible where people would even you know be able to put two together and get 56 is <laughs> Romans 11 verse 33 where it says oh the depth of the riches both of wisdom and knowledge and of God how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out past finding out but not is never ever going to be found out okay yes there are deepnesses there is there's a depth to his wisdom there's a depth to his knowledge there's a depth to his riches and wisdom but it's not past finding out okay but bible says a number of times he has made his way known to man Mm -hmm. so you can't be like okay god is a mysterious god and then in the same sense we say he has made his way known to man psalms 103 verse 7 says he made his way known to moses his deeds to the people of israel he told israel from the jump right this is what i'm finna do with y'all nothing was by surprise Mm -hmm. you know he reveals his plans He reveals his plan, he revealed his plan to Moses and to the children of Israel. Ephesians chapter one, verse nine says, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself. Having made so what was the and what's the mystery that they're talking about? The mystery in fact it's in Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter three, verse one to seven, the mystery revealed says, For this reason I, Paul the prisoner of Christ, jesus for you gentiles if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of god which was given to me for you how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Okay. So the mystery is Christ, which in another ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been been revealed by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. So before it wasn't known what the whole plan was with Jesus, you know, there was a little bit was revealed in the old testament but the full redemptive purpose was not fully revealed right it says but now it has been made known Mm -hmm. by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets that the gentiles should be fellow ears of the same body that's what it was at the beginning they was only for the children of israel now the mystery is you get a house you get a house you get a house that everybody now the god the salvation is for the gentiles okay because else Israelites were well just doing crickum crackum, yeah? <laughs> 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 should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gifts of grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So the mystery that has been revealed is the mystery and the splendor of Jesus Christ being the Savior of the world. God doesn't, work, God doesn't work in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. Stop it. It's not real. Okay? <laughs> the seven deadly sins. Where? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Where? Where? No, but
1: people actually think this is in the Bible. No, but where? They genuinely I? think it's where? in the Bible. Where? It's where at though? Where at though? The seven deadly sins is a
0: categorical list of sins that according to popular myth led to death right their seven deadly sins are gluttony greed sloth lust vanity envy and wrath history shows that the list was compiled by theologians right and used in various commentaries over centuries okay the list was compiled by theologians not that they were looking at scripture verses in the bible and compiling the list they they compiled the list by themselves Proverbs six Verse 16 to 19 says, There's six; These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Okay? A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Okay? Although these verses may have been the inspiration for the seven deadly sins, the list... There's level seven deadly sins, it doesn't say that these sins lead to death in the Bible. What okay? to death? It says yeah. all sins
1: lead to death. Yeah. Okay. But these seven are not the deadliest sins. But they're all categorized to, to include all sin, no? Isn't that the point? No, but they're saying, so for example, okay, first of all, all sin leads to death, mm-hmm. okay?
0: All sin is punishable by death. Mm-hmm. But people take the seven deadly sins to say that these sin, sins alone or standalone or in particular mm-hmm. lead to death. And for example, I can... If we're going to be... Not to play devil's advocate because no one here works for him, but gluttony... I mean, she'd be saying
1: that, but she said that a few times now. Because it's As
0: good you know. to <laughs> ask questions in reverse, yeah. okay? So if I'm gluttonous, mm. right? Um And I'm... because. Obviously, you can look at it in the most really tragic and, you know, significant way, but if you're looking at it in a more Superficial way, I'm over cake, right? Is my I cake mean, gluttony? She's not lying is is right. my cake gluttony going to lead me to directly to hell? Is it going to lead me directly to death? And that's one of the things I mean, that we have. Diabetes to, is real. Diabetes <laughs> is <laughs> very real. Hypertension <laughs> is very real. Okay, all of these no, things J-K, are very we real.
1: Cancel it in Jesus' name.
0: But it's not but real for to, me. maybe be it's for somebody else, but, but it, it, ain't, um, it ain't. real for me. You have to calm down. You down know, I do. So I've calmed down a lot this year. Okay, well done. there's seven deadly sins. Please, it's not in the Bible. Okay, um, God helps those who help themselves. Again, where? Tell me where. Where does it say that? Tell me where. Where does it say that? God helps those who help themselves. This verse is not in the Bible, but has been repeated like, it's fact. And I don't understand why. Where oh. is it say this in the Bible? The Bible, in fact, speaks so often about how much God helps humankind, especially those who can't help themselves. He mm. helps people. God helps. He's a helper. My helper.
1: His eyes are going to you looking for someone to help.
0: My helper. He helps. He's God. Are you okay? Does that even make sense? How can he not help? Make there sense. is something that makes me come into your, your presence.
1: My, my helper. helper. How? Hey, okay. hey. No, you actually started something. You need uh, to move okay. on. You need it to It doesn't, doesn't even
0: make any <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? Especially those who can't help him, who help themselves. That's who he helps because no. it says, in your weaknesses, my strength was made perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we have to make sure that it's not like, oh, God hasn't helped you because you're not helping yourself where stop quoting God yeah. like please stop doing that because you're condemning people yeah. you're really condemning people God hasn't helped you because you haven't helped yourself somebody should slap you you know it however there is instances in the bible that point to the necessity for people to take action yes on their own behalf in conjunction of god yes if god's given you an instruction and you haven't done it and then his follow-up part hasn't been completed because you haven't done your own part fine you know he hasn't completed his part because you haven't completed yours but that's not to say that he can't or he won't you know what i mean there are things bible says that we work hand in hand we are to work as laborers together with christ you know what i mean so it's not a case of by god helps those who can't help themselves or god helps those who are who don't help themselves it's not it's not in the bible yeah. okay it really isn't cleanliness is next to godliness my mom because she's nigerian quotes this all the time mm. if the house is in a mess she'll be like and you want to be you profess to be a christian cleanliness is next to godliness and that's how she'll use it in- <laughs> Unquote. Yeah? That is literally how she'll use it. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Still looking for somewhere similar in the Bible. Like I'm still till this day looking for it. The closest thing we get to is Leviticus chapter fifteen, I believe it is. And I didn't write it down, which is interesting for me. I think it's Leviticus chapter fifteen, which talks about do not touch him you know, don't touch blood before you eat, don't mix this and mix that, um and all of that sort of stuff. So it's the traditional cleanliness next to godliness saying the traditional cleanliness is next to godliness. It's not actually s- specifically stated, but there are principles. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be trash, because that's mm-hmm. disgusting. You know what I mean? <laughs> wash your skin,
1: and wash your private parts. Yes, but there are principles that are there. But, but even if- that, going from what we said about purity in, yeah. um, in the last podcast, yeah. it's more about purity is next yeah, to exactly. rather than cleanliness exactly being physically washed applies to also being spiritually washed mm-hmm. you know
0: um you know we see sometimes in the in the new testament where jesus said go and dip yourself in the pool seven times or you know all these different things where you physically purge yourself like wash your hands wash your feet before you enter into the into the presence i mean jews still do it mm-hmm. now you know when they approach the throne they they come correct it's about coming mm-hmm. correct as a as opposed to you know um, being whiter than white and cleaner than clean and, and that's another thing that helps certain people have used it and black. Be like, oh because white is the purest and cleanest correct because white is the lightest colour okay, which is devoid you. of which is devoid of colour pigmentation, uh, pigmentation melanin. melanin therefore it is the cleanliness it's the cleanest and therefore it's next to godliness not true okay not true not true not true Um, three wise men there wasn't three okay there wasn't three there wasn't there could have been three it could have been two there could have been 76 okay we know, we know that there was three gifts presented frankincense gold and my but it doesn't say that there was three wise men okay that's a, that's a nice little light one um god never gives you more than you can bear since when how <laughs> when what's the point then like what would be what would be the point what would be the point first corinthians 10 verse 3 says there has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man temptation okay not burden temptation <laughs> okay that has been such common to man but god is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that you are what you are able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it okay the burden is there mm-hmm. okay you have to go through things you have to go through the refiner's fire you have to go through things okay the temptation and burden are two separate things yeah. you know the scripture is in regards to temptation only and not burden. It has nothing to do with general life. There's nothing to do with the fact that your boss has given you more tasks than you can handle. <laughs> Stop it.
1: <laughs> or that your
0: children are trying you beyond your patience. Yeah. No. Or that this sickness that you're
1: going through is just too much. Yeah. What how? And in fact I felt I feel like God will give you more than you can bear so that he can be the one who helps you to bear it. Do you and what this I mean? is another
0: thing is that also I think I shared it at, um at the ACI Action Chapel's Cornerstone First Conference when I ministered there. And I was talking about the fact that, you know, we are, you know, Christ is the cornerstone and that in life we are sometimes attacked with stones, Mm -hmm. right? And we are attacked and they may bury us. But it's so that what God wants you to do is you've been attacked with a stone. So for example, you know, someone has thrown a stone at you, whatever the stone may be, or life may throw stones Mm -hmm. at you. And you're supposed to use those stones as stepping stones. The more stones you have on you, the higher your mountain will be, the higher you can elevate out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, we so many cliches, the greater the test, the greater the testimony. You know what I mean? There's so many cliches that you can attribute to. No, no, soundbites
1: the Christians
0: love. You know, let soundbites, let the stone, let the burden come so that you can at least triumph over it. And you know that you're, armor, what you have now to your missiles in your backpack that you'll just be throwing back at the devil are so great and so strong and so mighty because you have been burdened to the point where you couldn't handle it, but God. You know, that's the exactly. but God that's moment. Exactly. It's exactly. the best when the but God exactly. moment happens. But I wouldn't have been able to do this but God. Yeah. You know, I can do that's all things exactly through Christ, Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. You know, you need it to be too much for you to handle so God can show up and show out. Yeah. And it produces that's
1: perseverance he... in your exactly. character. Exactly.
0: It it produces perseverance, it, Growth, it, maturity. it produces strength, you know? And you trust in God to be, and faith. You want to be strong. I mean, I'm sure that there was times that David was fighting lions, demons, and bears, honey, like, I can't handle this bear. You know, I can't handle the bear. He must have felt like this is just too much. But that bear that he defeated helped him to defeat Goliath. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to really make sure that we're not trying to take away from the fact that there are things that you need to go through in order to reach the next level. And you better hope... I want it to be big so that I can stand on it and see higher and
1: see further. Yeah. You know? So... And then I think the last one that we've got is um, Galatians 5, 23, which is all the fruits of the Spirit. I'm not going to read them because we read them so many times. But um, it's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits, yeah. plural of the Spirit. Because fruit in itself is a plural. When you're using fruit, if I talk about seven apples... The, the plural of seven apples is still fruit. Mm-hmm. I have seven I have fruit here. Mm-hmm. It's only when it, we add different types of fruit mm-hmm. that it becomes fruits. Mm-hmm. If I have seven apples, five oranges and two pears, mm-hmm. then that's fruits. So I have different types of fruits. Mm-hmm. But so when you say the fruits of the spirit, it then kind of tricks your mind mm. into thinking that you can take some and leave the other mm-hmm. but it's one fruit of the spirit which can be broken down into all of these different sections self mm-hmm. co- self-control gentleness kindness um brotherly love um mm. whatever you know um long suffering but it's it's really important to understand that it's the one fruit of the spirit it's all the from the same source they're all apples it's not self-control is an apple and um faithfulness is, is a, a pair and yeah. do you know what i mean it's all one so if you're lacking in one you can't take it or leave it the the produce the product of having and the holy spirit is. Is, is having all of it produce yeah. yeah it's the product the of having the holy spirit produces these things in you yeah. you can't say oh i've got this one but i haven't got that one it's yeah. all one yeah you know and they will all come eventually if yeah. you are feeding the spirit yeah and if you're watering the seed of the kingdom of god that has been planted in you yeah rather than quenching the holy spirit yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah? yeah, that's all. If you have any you more, some, tell us, send yeah. us. We're really interested in this kind because, of things, so yeah, Please, these, send them this to is us.
0: definitely right up our street. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: our hashtag scripture for today: Second 2 Timothy two fifteen. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Study to show yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly defined in the word of truth. And also, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So make sure you hear the correct thing.
1: The correct thing. Okay. The correct word. Let's pray out, Mighty God. We thank you for your word. We thank Thank you for your true unadulterated word that doesn't need to have any jot or tittle added to it or taken away from it it is perfect as it is we thank you mighty God for helping us to understand it we pray that you bring revelation we pray that you bring understanding mighty God that we will not continue to misquote your scripture and your word and lead people astray but that we will go down the correct narrow path that you have designed and destined us to go down in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Lord.
0: Father God, we just thank you for how perfect your word is. Amen. And your word says your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. And so we know that there is power in your word. There is deliverance in your word. There is grace in your word. We find favour in your word. And Lord, so we just want to thank you for how powerful your word is. And we Amen. pray that your word continues to be a powerful force in the hearts and lives and mouths of man. And that we don't misquote you. We don't um lead anybody astray Amen. or lead anybody away. Um By saying the wrong things, we pray that the words that we speak are always soaked in love, Lord, so that it can just be a place of refuge for anyone who searches for it. We thank you for the power in the word. We thank you for the power in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Sorry. There is power. There is power, Lion of Judah. Sorry you can find us on at htscripture on twitter hashtag scripture on instagram soundcloud itunes facebook where you're gonna go follow us subscribe to us leave reviews comments repost etc because we know that you're gonna do that because you're you good people we have faith so in you. we got faith Don't let us. Go. all right thank you thanks so much for listening guys join us again next week until next time